And we're back. I know it's been a long, long time. Maybe you've never even seen us or heard of us before, but we are Kraken One Open. Follow us at Kraken One Open on Twitter or Instagram. And make sure you're tuned in for the latest episodes because we're back at you. We haven't given you an episode since October. And you know what? We were in Miami. We had a great vacation, but we thought, man, I don't know if I'm ever going to drink again after that. And it's kind of hard to do a podcast called Cracking One Open, where we break it down into three different periods where we kind of drink along with our mistakes and our hockey misses and just talk about Seattle Kraken and the NHL in general. With me, as always, my co-host, Jamison Edwards. He's our East Coast specialist, as we like to joke. And uh, he is here uh, representing his Capitals, which he is the biggest fan of, as uh, we know, as always. And uh, I am your host, Nick Cody. I am here, ready, excited to talk with you. But first thing we got to do is uh, have our face off. So Jamison, tell the people at home what the face off is and then tell us what you're drinking. I mean, I'm going with the old tried and true. Just whiskey diet, brother. Fantastic. I I, I uh, keep consistent at the very least. Yep. And uh, in my matching glass over here, I've got a, a little bit of uh, vodka and seltzer already poured out, ready to go. We've already started cracking one open, um, getting ready for this episode because there's so much to talk about. Obviously, when you take a month off, that happens. And well, you know, that's what takes us to our penalty box and. Usually we we go back in our penalty box and we reflect on what we did in a previous episode and made mistakes on or, or just weren't good on. Or maybe we had a prediction that we missed out on. And I think we have a lot just in general we could drink for just for not giving our audience what they've probably needed. And their fix of cracking one open the last month. So for our penalty box, man, I know I'm just drinking for our absence. Really? The Kraken! get that out of the way because uh we got to keep it going it's going to be uh, a very fun episode yeah we gotta we gotta a lot of stuff to talk about for sure <laughs> yeah i mean uh, no kidding the last time that we were really able to talk to you guys we were just talking about the first home opener in climate pledge arena and well, we got our own experience in Climate Pledge Arena, and it's the only game that I've been to still, even though I'm here, and Jameson was uh, able to come out after our vacation uh, and check it out. Uh, Jameson, what were your first impressions as we go into our deep dive, which focuses on just the Kraken specifically in our first period? What was your Climate Pledge Arena experience like, and what were the impressions you still take away to this day? As far as the arena is concerned, I've never been in such a beautiful arena and that's not even me like pandering at all it's a fucking beautiful uh, all right that's one all right it's 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 a beautiful beautiful venue uh it just it just it's, it's very fluid i think is a good way of explaining it um I was I was personally worried that maybe the seats wouldn't be so good. No, I don't think there's a bad seat in the house. Genuinely, I'm like nobody's paying me to say that. Yeah. I think it's a beautiful arena, and if if you can get tickets to see a game, I 100% stand behind the idea that you should because it's it's genuinely gorgeous. There's 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 no no better arena that I've seen personally. And and that that's a wrap, realistically. Uh, it's it's it, it it really knocked my socks off. Yeah, genuinely. And I think we, what we were in section 110 up. What what seemed like, you know, you look on paper, you look in the map, you're like, at least you're kind of nosebleedish. It doesn't feel like that. Such a fantastic sight line. Uh, I really love the uh, the two double trons they have going up there. The, the, the screens were really interesting. I can imagine there's a couple seats where you kind of you might be on just the wrong angle of one of them and it might not be great, but you still have a great view of the ice. And uh, we, we went up right uh, right up to the glass pretty much uh, for warm ups and uh, got to watch. Just it, it was amazing. Very, very fun time. And obviously Halloween just adds that little bit of extra special. Uh, you guys all know I put the uh, the silly Kraken uh, mask and hat on. 
around. We had a good time. And, uh, you know, the entire time we had that vacation, we had a, a good time, which is also why it took us uh, about a month of recovery time plus to get back and be like, yeah, we could do another episode. And some of you may have caught it. We had a in-betweener episode that was up for maybe a day or so. But that's another thing that we'll uh, we'll add to our penalty boxes of the future because uh wasn't a great recap. And I think you did a, a much better job this time explaining how just how nice it was to be in Climate Pledge Arena for the first time. And I can't wait to do it again someday. I'm looking forward to it, mate. Well, on, on to bigger and better things. It's... uh. It's been an interesting time, and we've thought about multiple points in the season where we should get back on it because we had our highs, we've had our lows. It felt like for a while there that the Kraken were finally figuring things out, and then, nope, again, last night we saw the Anaheim Ducks go ahead and beat them, and uh, it was pretty pretty tough, uh, or a couple nights ago, and uh, I just know that it feels like every time they feel like uh, they're about to make way or break through, even when they're beating teams with the best record in the NHL. They just it, it, they fall behind in a lot of games where they just can't dig themselves out. And it feels like there's been such inconsistency at, you know, many, many spots, but particularly with Gruby. I mean, Gruby's had a had tough, tough time when he's been out there the, the past month and a half. And, uh, you know, Jameson, I want to I want to know at least what stuck out for you just kind of looking at these games as a whole. Uh, the the first thing that really stuck out was an interview. I I'm not going to name names, but a player from Montreal was accusing his coach of not not using his players correctly. Yeah. That seems to me to be applicable as far as uh, Seattle is concerned. Uh, and not not blaming Axel, whatever. It, it just seems like the team doesn't have a realistic identity. It's it's when it works, it works. But when it's off, good lord, help us. Yeah. It it it, it just feels like there's. There's not a proper level of cohesion on the eyes. Mm. Um, I, I mean, you can you can go one way or the other. I I do have a couple of hot takes as far as potential moves, mm-hmm. but we'll get into that. Um, realistically, the. The situation is that they're not going to make the playoffs. Yeah. I hate to say it. Yeah. I mean, sitting, sitting at 10, 16, and three right now, and with the schedule ahead, I, I've got half surgery. It's, it's, a, it's a genuinely difficult situation for them. Yeah. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying I have the best answers, but there are a couple of moves that I think would probably be advantageous. Mm-hmm. Maybe next year, if not the year following. Yeah, uh, we can we can get into that uh, a little bit later. Maybe. Yeah. Um, I mean it. It is gonna be a extremely difficult schedule especially coming up well um yeah you said it uh, let's get on to the topic in the present right now tomorrow uh you know we'll release this episode hopefully this evening friday night uh, uh tomorrow saturday they've they've got the oilers and Connor mcdavid and uh we know that that team from the very beginning like that's 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 a scary team and uh Coming off a game uh, in Anaheim where we, we kind of quite frankly played like crap, uh, that could be a bad one or it could be knowing this team or a rebound game. But it's going to tell us a lot, at least, about how much they can uh, manage through this season, especially with all the the just guys missing time due to COVID and injuries. It's been pretty ridiculous all over the place. Yeah, I mean, COVID in and of itself is killing the league. And I mean, not going to get into 
what I feel about COVID in general. Yeah. But I mean, you have a team like Calgary who can't even field one line. They have four skaters and a goalie. So uh, getting into the other situation, um, that's it's, going to be a tough one. Um, I I think I think if uh, Flurry can you just shut it uh, shut McDavid down, like just just I like all you got to do is like hover him. No. <laughs> I, I, I don't don't get me wrong; it's easier said <laughs> than done because that dude's the best player in the NHL. No questions asked. Dude's an absolute demon. I I I think well, okay, maybe maybe it's not even flurry. That's that's probably too much to ask of one single person. Yeah. To to ghost him. Yeah. Right. But once you set down like an idea with how McDavid and Leon Drysaddle, if 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 you can figure that out, which again is easier said than done, if you can figure that out, I don't I don't think it's an unwinnable game. Mm. I I I I think it's very realistic that. I mean, they haven't. As 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 far as I know, I don't think they've uh, released who's uh, starting in net tomorrow, Mm-mm. right? I haven't seen it. Um, I am. I mean, as a as a Caps guy, and I'm I'm very disappointed in Grubar. Yeah. I I will say that. Um, I'm not saying it's his fault. I yeah. think his defense has failed him very thoroughly. But I also think that uh, Drigo has been playing a lot better given the uh, circumstances. It's uh, maybe a hot take. I don't know. But I I think looking forward to tomorrow. Um, I mean, it's 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 hard. Yeah. Um, because I mean, they're they're still struggling for a playoff position. Yeah, I mean, again, right now, I think it, just trying to get every single win they can is the big goal. I I, I wonder if they can even think about playoffs at this point because. You saw with that stretch there, and I I mentioned it before, you go and uh, you lose the Avalanche, you beat the Capitals, you beat the Hurricanes, you lose the Lightning. Then you bounce back from that, you beat the Panthers, you know, of course you beat Buffalo. um, But, and then you go and you lose to uh, Detroit, and it's just this up and down and up and down, and it just feels like as a Kraken fan. Um, and, and as you know, most Seattle sports fans are used to, it's kind of like, oh man, here we go. Another team that's not going to make the playoffs, uh, and is going to have a very high highs, but very disappointing lows. Yeah. And in, in their defense, as far as the, uh, Detroit game is concerned, Detroit's making a really good come up with uh with uh, their two good rookies and Stevie Eisman in the in the front office it's, it's i i i wouldn't i wouldn't worry about that loss too yeah. much i would worry about what you're supposed to be winning yeah um it's 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 tough because I mean, again, looking forward through the uh, upcoming schedule, Toronto. Mathematically, you're supposed to lose. Yeah. 
Arizona, you're supposed to take an absolute fucking crap. Yeah. Right. Eh, crap. Crap will pass. Well, but- I said fucking. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and and then the Canucks, the day after Christmas, or two days after Christmas, rather. Yeah. That that is one that naturally I'm supposed to be cheering for the Kraken. Naturally, yeah. And I'm also supposed to hate Vancouver. Yeah. Because of their history with the Blackhawks. I'm, I'm from Chicago, if if anybody doesn't know that already. Bruce Boudreaux, who was a coach for the Capitals. I think he's 4-0 up there. Yeah. So it's, I mean, I'm genuinely torn apart because I want to hate, I want to hate Vancouver with every ounce of my absolute being. But it's Bruce Boudreaux, so I'm kind of like, like, maybe. It's, yeah. it's 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 a it's a it's a tough one. It's a I'm I'm gonna go ahead and say I hope I'm naturally going to be cheering for Seattle, yeah. but I I won't be entirely sad. I I'll be sad if Vancouver wins, but I'll be happy if Bruce Boudreaux wins. I got you. Is is that is that a realistic way of putting it? <laughs> fair, fair. I mean, again, again, we we know our East Coast specialist. You you aren't intended to root for the Kraken. You are here to give us a a more well rounded uh, insight into the NHL, which we'll get into in our second period. But as we wrap up the first period, uh, individual players that we've really noticed. I think uh, obviously you got to talk about. Guy leading in goals right now with 12, Eberle. I mean, he's he's played really, really good. He's been someone we've had to lean on at times. Uh, and then with 14 assists, Donskoy. I mean, you kind of called it pretty early on that he could be integral. Um, what do you see, at least from uh, our, our best players? Uh, and what who are guys do you think that we need to covet and uh, at least uh, hold on to before we kind of wrap this up and talk about guys you think we could trade? Um. As as far as maybe maybe uh, again going back to a previous episode where we talked with Andy about how plus minus does not necessarily uh, show up. Um, I think uh, Alex Weinberg is absolutely fantastic. Uh, I mean, you already said Yanni Gord. Um, Carson Soucy, naturally. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Morgan Geeky is arguable. Yeah. Um, Jerry McCann, I I think he looks pretty good. I I think uh, I think it's uh, pretty difficult to. To justify uh, what, like, maybe, and, and okay, this is gonna break my heart to say this, and, and that's why I'm stumbling with my words here. I think it's it's just not there this season. No, and moving as far as uh, as far as uh, general consideration is concerned move Alexiak move Geo move Grubauer maybe Jaden Schwartz that's that's a bunch of hot takes yeah 
yeah, that, that would I think that would upset a lot of people, especially a lot of people that have paid a uh, top dollar to already have those jerseys or big fans of those guys. But that, that's pretty Thanks. radical. But I, you know, you look at how, uh, especially group hour, but you look at how Chris Drieger's play playing right now with uh, uh, yeah. 0.895 save percentage. I mean, you know, that's a guy. I mean, you know, who knows if that's the same? You give him more starts, or if he's, you know, I think he was dealing with an injury there I, for a bit, but yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, that's wild, but at this point, why not? I mean, you're a new franchise, you have nothing to lose and everything to gain, and I think a lot of people, yeah, definitely want to move to rush to blame Hackstall uh, for a lot of this team's problems when it's like, mm, I think this is more of something uh, Ron Francis can can take care of more than we can coach it up on the ice. I mean, I don't, I don't even blame Hackstall, though. Yeah. I, I know he's going to be the scapegoat at the end of the day. It's not his fault. Yeah. He's, he's, he's actually doing incredibly well with what he's given. Problem being that it's, it's just a smorgasbord of kind of unfortunate garbage. And 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 I, I I hate to say it that way, but you watch them play, and that's why I pointed out the uh, conversation with Montreal, where there's there's just really no identity. Yeah. And that's that's what really hurts watching them. And I mean, okay, what was it? Uh, maybe a week ago where I just, uh, you and I were talking, where I said, I'm just turning the, f- call yeah. myself. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm just turning the game off. Yeah. I, I can't do it. Yeah. I, I can turn off maybe a dozen games over the course of this entire season. Probably less than that. It was just so frustrating to watch where it was just, Good lord, what are you guys doing? And yeah. and I mean you, it's it's super easy to say it's Hexel's fault, right? Yeah. Super easy. Yeah. But I don't I don't think it is. Yeah. I I I I think there's a lot of um, identity issues, a lot of Guys that just don't fit well together, if if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, and it's 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 shown up. But the thing is, is uh, fans are still coming out supporting. I think at least that's one of the important things. And uh, hey, man, the one thing is, is if they do they do have any kind of uh, you know losing streaks or uh, anything, the only thing is, I'll look on the bright side and say, hey maybe ticket prices go down. <laughs> so that, that is, that is very true, which could probably lead into the valuation conversation. Well, that's but first and foremost, a uh, good period. And uh, release the Kraken. Yeah. The thing I was just going to say is talking about the team and the, in the evaluation of the franchise uh, as we get into our around the NHL period, you know, it was recently released the uh, total evaluations for the franchises in the NHL. And uh, you were very impressed with Seattle in particular. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, okay. So five of the top six are original six teams, Mm -hmm. which I mean, you would you would imagine so, right? Yep. Uh, the the only the only team that was not was Los Angeles, which I mean they won a couple cups. It's a huge market. Yeah. I mean you you bought out Gretzky back in what ninety. 93, 92, yeah. wh- whatever it was. Yeah. I, I'm sorry for not knowing that specifically. But I mean, Seattle's valued 
over Pittsburgh. That's pretty wild. Yeah. Yeah, that, that was really surprising. Uh, I, I mean, they're valued over Calgary, Dallas, Tampa Bay. Yeah. Back to back cup winners. Tampa Bay. I mean, this this is I mean this this goes back to a prior conversation that we had about um, uh, Arizona, uh, Phoenix, yep. and where they would be going. Mm-hmm. Why in the world would you go to a small market? Yeah. Sorry, but nobody gives a shit about fucking Quebec. I uh, like, hey, listen, listen. If 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 it were up to me, if it were up to me, I I I I genuinely love the Quebecois. I'm all for it. But there's no reason. There's no reason to not move to Houston mm. over over Quebec. Mm. Or I mean, I've I've seen arguments been made uh, going up to Manitoba. It's just like, what, what planet are you living on? Like, oh, I, well, I, I, in comparison, sports markets. Good one that we talked about in that episode where we discussed Arizona was Portland. They're very yeah. comparable to Pittsburgh, and they already have the ability to turn Moda Center into an NHL venue. So, yeah, I mean, the capacity there would be great because, you know, with the success of the Kraken up here, Portland, it, it, there's a lot of fans down there that want their own team instead of having to watch the root sports and all that that covers the Blazers also be covering the Kraken. And, the you know, the sports market is uh, – it feels, you know, like – the, the identities have so much crossover here when it would be so much better to have that included in a rivalry, you know, which then you have Vancouver and a Portland team that would be really, really good rivalries and the fan bases would absolutely love traveling to those games. Uh, yeah, and I get it. The, the, the problem, if, if anybody's been watching these Canadian teams, yeah. Canadian fans are idiotically passionate. Yeah. It's 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 not even a a funny thing anymore. They are quite literally throwing their jerseys on the ice when they lose a couple games in a row. Yeah. So <laughs> It's it's not even about the market. It's it's about the reallocation of who goes where and then getting what division in in uh, in like in where it goes. Basically, it's it's. It's no, it, like, sorry, Quebec. I I love you to death. I wish you had a team, but you can go ahead and fuck off. It's <laughs> it's, it's it's just not real. Well, sir. While we're on the subject of uh, people that can go ahead and fuck off, what's the uh, Evander Kane watch looking like so far? Uh, while we're oh, while, we, while we've got you cursing so far. Uh, well, I. I actually have not kept up because he's not worth keeping up on. If 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 that's a proper way of saying so. Hey, well, well, we've had a while. There's been a lot since. Uh, I, I I know you've kept up at least enough to keep me updated. So your last update to me was. Do you remember? Had, uh, yeah. Well, his his first game. He had a bit of uh, physical altercation. I will 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 say that. But, uh, you know, just just gonna teeter the line there. Um, 
That being said, he did have a four-point game last night. That being said, I will divert to or divert to my earlier fucking point. Sorry. I never said he was a bad hockey player. All he needs to do is sit down, shut up, play the play the game. And that's that's to me what he's doing. I I I actually genuinely cannot hate on him for what he's doing as far as progress is concerned. Yeah. I'm I've 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 ripped on him for being his wife, being uh being very uh, uh, yeah, yeah, you know, you know. He, all right, I'll I'll just say it. You know what? I, I think he's a piece of shit as a human being, but he's a good hockey player. I'll, that, I'll 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 just, I'll just go ahead and get it out of the way. And that's fair for those of you that haven't heard our uh, previous Vander Kane rants. Please go back, chuck those out. Those are always a doozy, and we might not have one for a while if he does get his shit straightened out. But then again, can't expect it. Can't be sure about it. Can't be sure he doesn't have bets on this very podcast right now against us making the right, the right call that's, here. That's that's probably the nicest thing I've ever said about him. Fair. I Fair. I, I I I bit my tongue there. Come on, you got to give me a little bit of credit there. I give it to you, man. You you did. That was not one of your usual rants, and you you really kept perspective there. And uh, before we get too nice, and let's uh, at least change subjects and get to a player I know you can't wait to talk about, and that's Ovi, man. This guy is tearing it up. Uh, one of these legends that can still do it at an old age. And uh, you know, I don't think, uh, as you were saying pre-show, I don't think a lot of people were expecting this kind of a season out of him so far. What do you think, man? I don't I don't understand anybody that it just genuinely disrespects Ovi. Um like naturally he's he's uh, one of the, one of if not the greatest goal scorers that's existed over the course of your ability to live it's 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 incomprehensible that being said he's also ninth in the league in assists since he's been there yeah is anybody who only focuses on like him getting his uh, clappers from the office, the uh, like the uh, top side. Yeah, where he loves the lineup. Yeah, and uh, like anybody who simplifies that idea. Sorry, you just don't understand hockey. Yeah, sorry. Like because there are teams that. It's it's almost every team in the league that organizes their power or uh, penalty kill around mm. that. Yeah, and it still fails. Yeah, you don't get to complain about him being repetitively correct. Yeah. It, because you know what? You send it to him, and then oh, she's in the slot. Like it's that's sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, you don't you don't you don't get to screw on with that. Yeah, well, and then that in terms of uh just his play while his teammates for the most part have been a you know a kind of cycling through there with uh injuries and just you know a mismatch of lineups. I think that's a real testament to just what a special player he is. 
And uh, I know I know it wasn't enough to get the win against uh, my Kraken, but, you know, you guys put up a valiant effort. And every time Ovi does set up from right there, man, you do just kind of hold your breath as an opposing fan. And you go, especially with the way, you know, like, our, our inconsistent play in the net and on defense. Um, lot, yeah, I, I was shocked we won that one. It, I'm not going to lie. It it really caught me off guard, the Washington loss. Yeah. It, it was uh, pretty good as far as talking to you is concerned uh, that uh, – that Washington did lose, but yeah, it's, 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 uh, it's been a really difficult set of circumstances with, uh, with, with Washington, um, which I mean, I'm not gonna go too far. And as far as, uh, it like, elaborating yeah but, but yeah no i mean when <laughs> if <laughs> when it comes down to me as far as being a washington homer if if i really have to lose to a team go seattle <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> that and you know without those kind of highlights you know the season would feel a lot more kind of uh you know depressing because yeah the, at least it's had its moments where you see they can play up with teams but they can also play down so man anything else to uh wrap up around the nhl before we kind of free for all this third period i mean just uh just uh talk about again seattle versus washington yeah. Because Washington is one of the best teams in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not even saying that from a homeristic sort of idea. It's just statistically correct. I think that Seattle can beat anybody. And that's why it frustrates me to watch them lose uh, like middle of the road teams. Yeah. That that really is to me what is um, very frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it is what it is. Um, and uh, but at least that's, uh, you know, Traditionally, our second period is around the NHL. Kind of blurred a little lines there because today our third period is going to be a bit more of just going on that same tangent. But good second period. Release the Kraken! (sighs) Yep. And I think since we haven't been, you know, obviously uh, putting out episodes for a little bit, we haven't had the usual social media engagement. Uh, But one thing we would like to talk about is we are updating uh, our platforms we are moving everything over to anchor that way uh soundcloud we don't have to pay the hosting fees and hopefully pretty soon we'll be able to have our videos up there as well as i know i've been able to do for my other uh, podcast once a duck which has been a l- really really awesome able to show us the demographics of who's listening to us what apps are listening to us on but you know that's been a lot of fun we hope you can continue to share the episodes uh comment especially youtube that helps us a lot give us like subscribe Share with your cracking friends or just your NHL friends or just your drinking buddies in general. And uh, if you want to drink along with the show, uh, make some new rules for us to drink. Go ahead. Always suggest those at any time and we'll hear them out. We'll talk about them on the show in future third periods. But for this third period, I think at least we can just kind of, uh, well, I, I would like to recap at least a little bit about where we've been for the most part. And uh, man, it was not only awesome to go to Climate Pledge Arena, but we went on a little bit of a vacation for uh, those of you that saw the last episode where we were in a hotel room right before what was probably the uh, best vacation I've ever had. That was for sure. We went to go see uh, rock and roll band Coheed and Cambria on the SS Never Ender Cruise. And uh, it kind of just we, we 
kind of just ended up planning it this big long sports week and we had planned to do an episode at the very end of it and we were just so so exhausted and you know just waiting until the time was right to do another episode just seemed right because again and we have a, a small but loyal audience, and uh, you know I think they've been so engaged with cracking games, and it, it's been hard to be on a regular basis, at least uh, doing this again. But we're going to be back at it. We're going to do a lot of new things to try and get engagement out there. Uh, we want to try and open up a Twitter space. I know that that's been something that I've seen a lot uh, of really awesome fan bases pop up in. And, you know, I would love to do one after tomorrow's game with uh, Edmonton. So, uh, yeah. So if you guys are interested, go ahead and make sure you're following at Cracking One Open or me on Twitter at Just Follow 6-1. And we'll uh, try and get everybody in there, answer some questions, and maybe use that possibly as, as a part of our show sometime. So uh, I know uh, Jameson wants to start up a Discord. I think that would be something really, really great to drive engagement and give us more to talk about in these periods. But one funny story I have to mention from the cruise that is a takeaway that I will always have for the rest of my life and reminds me of why Jameson, you are such a great ambassador of the NHL and a good fan and a good hockey fan is because uh, do you recall the uh, the one buddy in the lounge who saw the Tampa Bay game on and uh, you remember talking hockey with him? genuinely do not but good um, I, because because i had to try and forget it myself and still can't because you, you you're trying to talk hockey with this guy thinking he knew what was going on in mid-conversation i believe he referred to them as the tampa bay thunder yes and, yeah okay 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 and at, yes at, yes at, that's, and, that's, and, that's and, why i tuned it out and yeah. you know, and you know, it, it was that moment I realized what a great co-host you were because I walked away unable to keep and compose myself. But you know what? You bit your tongue, you powered through it, you corrected him nicely, and and you let him know about the podcast, man. And that that's the kind of energy I want all our fans to exude out there. If you go ahead and share this with your friends, they may they may have no idea what they're talking about, especially up here in Seattle. I've seen a lot of people that have uh, worn cracking gear like myself that know very little about hockey but hey there's always room to learn and uh i that that's one of the things uh from the from the cruise i really really enjoyed is uh there was a little bit of hockey on we weren't able to catch games live but we got to see a couple of replays and uh that moment in particular was i, I know we made a new fan that day and uh that young lad i hope he's listening right now and i hope he's figured out that the two-time stanley cup champions are not the thunder but you were close buddy you were really close hey, he tried he tried <laughs> He tried. And, and, and you know what? Hats off to him. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Him and, uh, him and Andrew WK were, were definitely the highlights. And uh, taking back Sunday. Well, that's, 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 that's a long joke. For, <laughs> for at least what you were able to see of them, mate. But anyways... <laughs> Uh, what a fun trip. What a fun trip. And, you know, big shout out to um, just everybody that uh, we wore a little bit of Kraken merchandise and gear down there. And then we got a couple nice shout outs and a couple. Well, what the hell is that? <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's fun just to see the different reactions. Uh, I didn't end up bringing my jersey because obviously uh, I don't think a, a hockey jersey is going to be that great in uh, Miami when I'm already sweating constantly or, you know, in uh, the Palmas. But, man, what we did wear was uh, awesome. And I think uh, the one comment we heard from just about everybody that was a hockey fan is just how great the jerseys are. And I, we still hear that to this day. I think that's been the biggest selling point even for the marketing team is still um, – Man, just fantastic. But again, it's uh it's a brand that's already recognized nationwide. And for the NHL, that's really, really big. The more of those, the better. And uh if it makes an impression, it makes an impression. It, it reminds me when I was a kid when the uh I believe I was a kid and the San Jose logo came out. And I just remember kind of thinking like uh the sharks were really, really cool or something. It was just like, yeah, I thought just because based on just the recognize, like the way you were able to recognize the logo and kind of an edgy new franchise sharks, that was kind of cool. But, you know, it's just, it just, it feels like they found a real good niche. And, you know, I love seeing all the, all the positive reactions to that. Now, if we could just get more positive reactions to what's going on on the ice. Yeah. Um, 
to me, it's kind of scary because, I mean, we've already talked about the uh, the ticket prices. Yeah. I, I personally think that they're already inflated. Yeah. I I I don't think that's even a unrealistic way of approaching it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's tough because right now you could save money by going to a lot of away games and yeah. including travel costs. It's uh it's pretty yeah. ridiculous, and you know yeah, there's not a bad seat in the arena, but yeah, it's an expensive expensive arena, and that's. It's kind of the payoff, you know, that's what they, they, I guess, you know, they're going to have to charge pretty high to make up for the cost of that building and just everything in it. And uh, now that we've been in and seen just kind of how it runs and how crazy it is, but yeah, if the success isn't there, it's going to be a tough, tough resale. And I've already seen, you know, days where lots of resale tickets are still at a pretty pretty high price and just not getting sold, which sucks because it's like you have a lot a lot of interested fans that are getting priced out of a lot of sports, um, you know, not just the NHL, but you know, it's, it's, it's huge. And in some reason regions, it's a lot, a lot worse than others, but yeah, Seattle, especially if it is a truly a team that doesn't make the playoffs, having this high of prices is pretty absurd. And I, I can't imagine it lasting that long without some kind of breakthrough and success or, or major, major changes. I mean, to me, the, big uh issue is uh so uh, just going back to uh washington mm-hmm. right this is a, just a very quick point mm-hmm. um as far as the uh league is concerned uh 10-day quarantine within the states but then Going over to Canada is 14 days. So going into tomorrow, uh, guys that played in Chicago can't play. Uh, TVR, uh, Trevor Wren's fan rooms, sorry. Um, And um, Nick Dowd for the Capitals can't play because – Technically, they like like legally they can't do it. Yeah. Um. So that's that's one thing that I can can see being a concerning factor. Being uh, like right around the. Vancouver area mm-hmm. that 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 concerns me a lot um haven't seen that as right now yeah but it 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 could could be yeah uh, uh being specifically in the western conference yeah i i think that's something to keep in mind um it's tough it's it's tough it, it's it's something you consider but also don't want to consider it because yeah <laughs> yeah you know. yeah and i mean hey that's what you know podcasts are here for us to sit around speculate and uh, of course if we can do it with a drink in hand it's the way to crack one open that's yeah it's uh the way to get 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 our podcast going at least as as the uh that's that's a, a long open <laughs> yeah for sure that was uh that was the uh kind of the epitome of our show and as we get to the third period just like a hockey game you start getting worn out worn down you got to dig deep you know, you end up getting uh, getting out there on your line change and getting gassed real early, but you got to push through and uh, we're getting right about there, I think. Uh, so we head into our uh, sudden death wrap up. Uh, good third period, mate. Release the Kraken! Uh, you're going to make me take another drink. Uh, good Lord. 
well, man, if you weren't dropping so many non-Evander Kane-related F-bombs, that you know, it wouldn't be such a problem, would it, huh? I, relatively speaking, I think I was pretty, pretty well-conserved. Well, yeah, and, and uh, in our sudden death wrap-up, we like to talk about this episode, or what we liked about it, what we want to go back and maybe change, highlight, and uh, call out possibly for our next penalty box, and I'm going to have to review this episode, take that into account, and uh, we'll, we'll count the number of F-bombs, and we'll we'll see. I, I want to say it, it was a little below average, but I, I don't want to say that as a complimentary thing, sir. I don't know if you were just bringing it as much, or maybe you were just being too nice to Vander Kane, something like that, but just, you know... You were on your P's and Q's for the most part. You just let a couple slip by. So not not your usual performance, though, mate. Usually you're out there, gloves off, uh, ready ready to mix it up. So, you know, next time, well, I know we've had some time off, a little, little rusty out there. But next next time, uh, I, I hope we see a little more fighting spirit out of you. What, 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 what's your takeaway from this episode? He, all right. You want you want a hard take on fucking Evander Kane? I love right. it. All right, all right. He doesn't play in the fucking NHL anymore. Fuck that bitch. How about that dumb cunt doesn't fucking play in the NHL anymore? And stop beating your fucking wife. Can can we can we can we? Yeah, like figure out the entire like stop beating your wife. You deserve to not have a fucking career, you cunt. Okay, I'm gonna stop you there before this becomes one of those episodes we end up pulling tomorrow when you're like, "Hey, I watched that and uh, might have gone a little too far." <laughs> hey man, hey man, you. You you asked me for a bet. I I I, uh, I went there. Well, that's why you got to stick around to the end of the episode, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, we we hope that you, uh, you you enjoyed this episode. And as you can hear the sweet sounds of where's Jameson kicking in, you know that we're out of here. We'll see you next time. And I wrote this song. Yeah, yeah that's true. Uh, yeah, that was that was that was me. Keep cracking one open, guys. We'll see you next time. And keep on the lookout for our Twitter Spaces. Not the rugby. Oh, you crazy bastard. <laughs>